Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Wednesday, and it's looking like we're getting a little bit of a warm-up. You still got your puffy jacket on, though. That's because it's a little bit on the cool side now, but that jacket comes off. Might be wearing shorts by the end of the day. (laughs) All right, so Chiefs-Broncos, speaking of weather, weather actually looking good for this game in Kansas City as opposed to what happened Christmas Eve where it was like five degrees of kickoff. No, sir, but... Uh, Chiefs Broncos. Broncos just fired their head coach. They got an interim coach. Supposedly Condoleezza Rice is helping them find a new HC, which I don't. I can't write this stuff, but whatever they want to do, it's their money. It's uh, they're they're smarter than I am. But she either way, does have association with the Broncos, so that is possible. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll see what happens there and if that works out for them. Either way. The odds are probably going to be in the Chiefs' favor right now. Am I right? To say the least. (laughs) And you're right about the game. This is the final regular season home game for the Chiefs. So they'll have a very big crowd. Now, it's not the final home game that they're going to play, but it's final regular season home game. All right. All that being said, the books differ a little bit on this one, only by the amount in which the Chiefs are favored. One book has them favored by 11.5. Another one has them favored by 13.5. Well... The Chiefs have a history of not covering that spread, the history of winning, of course. And the spread's only for us guys who like to place a few chocolate chips. <laughs> so it's not significant as far as the games are concerned. But regardless of that double-digit figures, the Chiefs should win this one. The over-under is 44, which I find to be surprisingly low. But by the same token, it depends on the nature of the game. Russell Wilson apparently will be in there. He'll be playing for the Broncos. New coach, interim coach, Jerry Rosberg, he takes over. For Nathaniel Hackett, who got canned. Keep in mind now, the Broncos are under new ownership, and that new ownership is basically the Walmart Corporation. They said, well, 4 and 11? We're not used to 4 and 11. We're used to 80 and 0, or some magical figure like that. So out goes the coach, rookie year, and that's unprecedented. Well, I can't say unprecedented, but it's pretty rare. And new coach will come in sometime next year. It's already been a weird situation in Denver. All right, so a couple weeks ago, we were rooting for the Dolphins to beat the Bills. They almost pulled it off, but unfortunately, they did not. This weekend, the other game that we'll be rooting for, besides the Chiefs in the Broncos game, will be the Bengals against Cincinnati. What are the odds in that one, This is a massive game. It is the Monday night game, and a a good selection for Monday night, although luck. (laughs) This game is taking place in Cincinnati, down on the Ohio River, it will be a dandy game. The Buffalo Bills are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Folks, that's a pick. That's a pick game. And it probably will morph out that way. I think it'll be a terrific game. If Buffalo loses, well, that paves the way for Kansas City to get right in there and get the home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which they have had over the years. Now, if Buffalo wins and wins out next week and the Chiefs win and win out next week, it ends in a tie, and the tie is in favor of the Bills because they did win earlier. Tie is also in favor, if it does end up this way, of the Bengals. So Kansas City really does need to concentrate on winning these games, and I think they will. Need to win out, no problems, and go Bengals. Oh, that was so hard for me to say. All right, a uh, very historic Liberty Bowl game tonight in Memphis, sir. It is late this afternoon, early this evening. It is a Liberty Bowl game that has, of course, an area matchup, area as far as we're concerned here. It's Arkansas versus Kansas. Now, it's Arkansas versus Kansas. That doesn't sound very familiar on football circles, and it isn't. 1906, 
is the last time they played in football, 1906. And folks, that's a long, long time ago. That's what, 100 and, uh, 110, 100, that's about 115, 116 years ago that they played. Football was a hell of a lot different from what it is now. And KU and Arkansas have not played. Now, they played basketball, but not on the football field. This is a very interesting Liberty Bowl football game. Arkansas is a very slight favorite going in. Kansas has had a magic year, uh, and a year really that's unprecedented that nobody expected. Their, their new coach has an extension to his contract now. He's done magic with this team. KU is with whom the Bears open next year on September 2nd in Lawrence. Not unique. The Bears have opened with KU before. But over and above this game, I think it will be a classic matchup, Arkansas and KU. Be nice to have a little football on a Wednesday night, Ned. Blue and gold tournament. What's going on? Well, we're down now to the semifinal round, and the competition at Blue and Gold is going to end tomorrow with the championships, and the pink and white, the girls' tournament over at Drury, will end on, on Friday. All the top seeds continue to win in the competition in the Blue and Gold. Hey, the number one seed in the gold division is Nixa. They were a big winner over Marshfield. And the number one seed in the blue division is Bolivar. And they, they had a bit more of a, a challenge in their a game yesterday, but Bolivar came away with the win. The Liberators stopped Ashgrove 69-46. But the seeded teams, now you can't say all the seeded teams won because they didn't. And that's because several of them played each other. And that's the way the competition is supposed to be. But the number one seeds have uh, held on. And the number one seeds in the pink and white tournament have held on in their opening day yesterday. So competition continues right on through the end of the week and celebrating the start of the new year. What's your resolution? I would like to get in a lot better condition than I am right now. Yeah? Start working out? Well, I don't know. I I am going to resume my workouts, but I don't know if this injury that I have will be able to hold up. We'll see. We're going to get Ned in a yoga class. Hot yoga. Can you imagine that? How hot is it? It's it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the way you like it anyway. So probably probably something that you should have been doing for years. All right. So what do you expect from the state's two big basketball games tonight? They are big basketball games. They are. Missouri State goes to Cedar Falls, Iowa to play Northern Iowa. Very big conference game. Northern Iowa is not the UNI of the past. They have faltered here at the start of the season. They're still pretty good. Ben Jacobson is a great coach, very astute guy. I think the Bears have a nice team. And if the Bears have their shooting streak intact and they have the guys shooting from long range, and that's what they do very well, and their defense, ferocious man-to-man, face-to-face defense, if they have that working, I think the Bears get a win tonight in Cedar Falls. We will find out. It should be a very good game. The other big one has sold out up in Columbia, 16,000 fans on hand. Missouri, fresh from a victory over Illinois in the Bragan Rights game, which was a week ago Thursday night, take on the Kentucky Wildcats, one of the most storied basketball programs in America. Missouri is a very slight favorite going into this game. John Calipari's teams historically over the past number of years have been very young. He brings in a lot of top-notch five gold star recruits and people like this and frequently they don't stay around more than one year has he been able to build a program out of that you bet but in recent years Kentucky has not been a challenger for the national championship whether or not they are this year Missouri's going to put them to the test and find out this will be a very big game Mizzou and Kentucky tonight 64 years ago today, the NFL became the real thing, (laughs) thanks to, well, in part, 
our patron saint in Kansas City, Lamar Hunt. Well, in a sense, yes, but this was a little bit before. He forced the hand, though. Well, what happened, this was a National Football League championship game, and it was a Sunday night, Yankee Stadium in New York, and there wasn't a whole lot going on sports-wise across America. It was the interim between Christmas and New Year's. But this was really what brought the National Football League into the mainstream of life. Game was on national television, NBC. It was the championship game, the Baltimore Colts and the New York Giants. It goes down in history as the greatest game ever played. That is because it probably had the greatest impact. It was the first overtime game ever. It was a tremendous struggle. I remember it very well. Johnny Unitas, a quarterback for the Baltimore Colts, and Charlie Connerly, Chuck Connerly for the New York Giants. Back and forth they went. Game ended regulation 17-17. Crowds going wild. Big audience. NBC estimated the audience at 46 million people. This was huge back then, 46 million. That still is huge for that matter. So right as they're ready to start the overtime, Now, keep in mind, there's no satellite, no nothing like that. They had what's called the coaxial cable, and it stretched across America. It was a series of huge wire cable systems, and all across the nation, somewhere they had an outage. And the outage, apparently, was at Yankee Stadium. People couldn't see the game. They were pointing at, what's happened? It's fuzzy. We can't see, so forth. NBC said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So, what they, and this is a true story. This didn't happen. They had a young executive who was there on the field just as a representative of NBC. They said, hey, look, get out there on the field and create a disturbance. Pretend like you're drunk or something like this. This happened. So the announcers came back. Well, we're a little delayed here in the overtime because a rowdy fan has gone on the field and he's wandering around and trying, he's a young guy, and trying to escape from the police and all that. And they finally saw from the sideline, hey, it's fixed. So allowed the police to catch him, explained to them what had happened, and uh, that's how they, <laughs> the game was not disrupted in terms of its telecast. And uh, Baltimore went on to win this game 23-17 to on their first possession. New York had possession first, didn't score. Baltimore came back, Unitas took the team very much like Tom Brady did, took them right downfield, and a third down, I think it was second or third down, and two to go from the two-yard line. They gave it to Allen, the horse, Amici, you don't remember him, Don Amici's nephew, great All-America from Wisconsin, plowed in for the touchdown, game over, crowd stormed the field, the NFL came to life. Everybody started identifying with it. And it all started with a guy trying to uh, buy some time by pretending (laughs) he was a rowdy fan. What is crazier than that? Hopefully the cops didn't beat him up too bad. When when the explanation was made, they said, oh, hey, get out. (laughs) All right, don't do it again. All right, Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.